Last time on Geek Force. With a heavy heart, we talked about video games during a tumultuous time in America to bring you joys and laughter. We covered things like new games coming to the PS5 as well as fun Twitter gossip with that hot gossip with Raymond and Kat. Not to mention bringing up Space Force? Farce? Might be a farce. Now check out what we're talking about today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. And with me today is my lovable gang of Eming, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome to the Squad Zone, you guys. Yay, squad Zone. <laughs> squad Zone. That's a new one. I'm just throwing words out. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good day. Having a good day. Okay. Yeah, I mean, enjoying the Squad Zone. Yeah, Squad Zone. Yeah, squad. yeah, yeah. Um, Well, as you know, we're still going through this period of, you know, protesting for human rights for Black people. I mean, everyday thing. I love that we're seeing a lot of changes and a lot of, uh, you know, unity all around the world. And and that's wonderful. And so I kind of just want to get into, you know, how does that affect us in like the entertainment and pop culture side? Um, Recently, I want to say like last week, Michael... Be Jordan, you know, Killmonger from Black Panther, because he looked like Killmonger from Black Panther to me. Oh, what's and his LA. character name in Chronicle? Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember. remember his name. I don't remember yeah, his name. Anyway. Uh, Creed. He, he was in, yeah, Creed. And then he was uh, he was in downtown LA. You know, he had, he was protesting for days, but he had a time to kind of talk to the crowd about, you know, uh, Black people represent, representing in like entertainment, you know, not just saying, you know, Black Lives Matter as as far as just like, you know, an everyday thing, but that goes on reflection on everything, you know, businesses, what we see in the media, all that, because it's like, you know, for so long, you kind of get, especially in, in Hollywood, you know, everyone knows how usually it goes. I mean, from, from my experience of seeing a lot of my friends who are actresses, you know, you, you always have to play like some kind of token friend or like some, some kind of the help, you know? And so he wanted to expand it as far as like, get us out here, you know, we're out here, you know, if you should try to be more flexible in hiring us or just start making your own thing. Like we don't always have to rely on Tyler Perry. We can be our own Tyler Perry, you know, in a sense, in a sense, and, and just uh, create what we want. You know, I know for me, I am still dreaming for my perfect Afro sci-fi fantasy show that I might have to just write because I can't wait forever to see it. So um, it was really great what he said. It made people be like, you know, hurrah. And so it kind of, uh, especially with this week, everyone's making lists on what to follow and stuff. And like, for me, it, it kind of got to, I think even we did this yesterday, no, two days ago when we were like looking up a company, a black owned video game companies, you know, it was very hard to do. They, they're out there. It's just very hard to do because of not a lot of representation. So I want to open the floor to you guys' thoughts on all that. 
Why y'all gesturing to each uh, other? I was trying to be nice polite, uh, but my was just being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no. Like, like, no, you. No, you. No, you. No, no, that's, why that's, that's, that's why I said Riley's just being annoying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, since Marlon passed the buck back, uh, the uh, I think it is um, very great I think the the part about his, that he was talking about with crews and Hollywood and like movie crews and stuff like that um, was really hit home to me too. Just because I've talked to uh, my friends that literally work in the film industry as well that say that they're always the one black person on a shoot one or two like if there's someone else they're usually like in makeup and or something like is his comment that's just like it's on that's just he's just like that's just a fact like i'm not even trying to throw it's just that's usually where the other black person is if they're not behind the camera they're not they're they're over in makeup and um and he he feels he feels like that's strange uh down to the point where when he was working on his last shoot on the matrix he was saying that he met when he met he worked on something else with yaya and yaya remembered him and i and we joked about how that's probably because he's you're one of the few black people he sees on a film shoot like and it, i mean like maybe he just genuinely remembered him too i'm i'm sure but like that has to be a factor in the process like um it's easier to remember you because there i don't see very many black kids here so actually yeah i do remember everyone when i when i'm here shooting a film or when i'm there shooting a film and it's the same people yeah i, I do see i recognize him because he was here the last time um so it's good that these things are hopefully going to start changing um i hear a lot of companies making their comments too and trying to figure out what they're going to do and everyone keeps replying to them of hire more black people um and so that like that would help <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> it is um, ben and jerry's um we're going away from media for a second, but like Ben and Jerry's is one that's clearly always had a black employee in there, like handling this stuff. Cause I just mm -hmm. realized last year they were doing something with killer Mike on, on uh, police mm -hmm. brutality. And I was just like, wait, I forgot this even happened. Like Ben and Jerry's has always Ben and Jerry's been on point for a while now. Thank you. Ben um, and Jerry, I feel like created an ice cream brand just so they can be like, yeah, we're going to talk about the stuff that's right. But here's some ice cream to like, you know, <laughs> to make you feel better in the meantime. And yeah. I'm like, they are always my favorite ice cream. Ben and Jerry's, we love you. Shout out to Ben and Jerry. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? sure, sure. So, uh, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad these things are coming up in media as well. It's really important to talk about um, and to see these see people having these conversations and just like putting it. There was something else. Who else today was I looking at? I was saying something. I don't know. I can go on and on and on about this because it's just so wonderful that a lot of these things are even happening right now. Uh, right. There's some craziness still going on, but, you know, there's some positivity to have. Going in the right direction. No, I was just going to say that I'm glad it's a conversation and I'm hoping it's going to be more than a conversation at the end of the day. Um, I definitely believe that they are fully capable of hiring amazing uh actors and actresses of color is going to put the effort into it so they have the call now they can hopefully put it to action i look forward to seeing what they do with it and hopefully it's not just going to end up being something they talk about in the heat of the moment and it falls to the wayside when 
the hashtag disappears. Yeah, send right. me a copy of that list when you compile it I, I, so we can have a backup copy so that oh, yeah. when we come back six months later to see what people have done, like, we hold them accountable this time. Exactly. Uh, and my to... thing is, since everyone, you know, or a lot of companies are looking to be like, well, we got to, you know, we got to be with the game. Let's hire these black people. My thing is, please don't hire us because we're black. Please hire us because... Yeah, we have the skills and we're really qualified for it. But in the workforce, please treat me like a human being. Don't be like, do you need anything? Are you okay? Da, da, da. So that you feel like you shouldn't be accountable for anything that goes wrong. You shouldn't have to feel that way. You should just respect who I am and hire me. You know, I feel like the it's like almost how the opposite of why you did want to hire me. Just do the opposite of that. It's not Black Lives Need Special Treatment. It's Black Lives Matter. Right. Black Lives Matter, and that means being a decent, a decent human uh, being, yeah. and do the right thing. Quota or fill a right. requirement. If you're going to write these roles, that definitely means you're going to have to bring in staff of color to write and be on that team, so that you don't have a white guy writing a role for a stereotypical black friend who's just going to be there to say, "Oh hell no," or just "Damn." Um, I eat not not on the team, maybe. Um, you also want to make sure that. You don't write them so that they end up being like those two black girlfriends that Chandler or somebody had in Friends that just came for like three episodes and just like bounced. Don't do that to us and say they were in there. Season two, episode four through eight, they were in there. Like if you're going to write us into these roles, you need to care about the roles we're in and care about how they're portrayed and, of course, care about the actor involved in it. Um, you don't want to pull a glee with this Leah Michelle chick and oh, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> have all these black characters on the show be terrorized and no one does anything, but you can be like, yo, they're on the show, but they're not being taken care of. Like you're just allowing them to be traumatized day in day right. out. You're like, we have a, a role for you, but we don't care about you on set. You've got to be in this role. Right. That reminds me of um, Boy Meets World. I think her name is Tracy McGree. She actually came out months ago about the treatment most of the main characters of that show treated her horribly, and actually, I need to actually follow up, follow up on that because wasn't didn't the guy who played Eric apologize? Like they actually talked about it, and he apologized. I, I remember. I, I do not was, know. I was yeah, really they, shocked when she said that, and I was just like, well. she came out Twitter, I believe she came out on Twitter, mm-hmm. but they had already. She, I think she sent him a letter, and they actually discussed it, and he admitted that he fucked up and that he felt bad and he apologized oh. for his actions. That's what I last heard about that. Oh, okay. So, so does anyone, oh, I know Leah Michelle, not really apologized, but apologized. Um, she just came rolling and apologized. She sorry for saying the things I said, but, yeah. but, but I sorry if what I said hurt your feelings. Oh, yeah. But that yeah, then the statement. I meant, but I'm not going to apologize for saying what I said Right. Even though I said some, and the fact that for me was, you know, uh, she, that, that girl, she said it and everyone was co-signing with her. That's the thing. I was just like, Ooh, that won't look good for you. You better need to, you better come clean. And for her to even come clean, she didn't even meet them halfway. So I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. But I feel like that kind of ties into our whole discussion of like black roles and cinema and TV when it comes to either being in the writing room, uh, being in front of the camera, behind the camera, you with the whole Leah Michelle thing, you have folks who are people of color on camera, behind the camera, 
uh, extras work for catering. You had all these black folks who were involved in this production that were mistreated, but they were, I'm sure they were being toted as, yo, look at our staff where we have so many people of color, but they were just there for like, oh, you're part of the quota. You're part of our diversity team. So we can be like, look at our diversity. Like we're hitting all these, these buttons, hit all these, hit all these, like these numbers. So we're looking better than everyone else, but we don't care how they're treated as long as we can say, yo, look at our, look at our nice black people that we have here working for us. Aren't they so great at what they do? Welcome sounds, to familiar. sounds familiar, Marlon. <laughs> sounds kind of like a theme we've, called we've, slavery. We've yeah. joked about for years uh, the diversity photos. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, Marlon, aren't you, aren't you a product of that? Like, didn't that happen to you? I'm a part of three diversity photos for my university. Shout Just a charming great man. Shout out. Uh, there's one photo I took in front of our school library, and it was in passing um with a couple of my friends and in the photo it looks like it was definitely staged it's like me a black guy a black girl an indian woman um and i'm like a sexually androgynous white person and like this asian person we all had to be standing there and the guy goes hey we look over and we just smile Are you power like, rangers like <laughs> <laughs> We could have been like the New Orleans Power Rangers. It would have been fantastic. The Jack, the Jack White guy, the Jack, the cheerleader, the the black dancer, the Asian martial artist, and the gay one, the gay smart one. Because the, 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 like, that, was, that was the diversity. Yeah, the, wow, the, yeah, guys, the gay tech guy. That was the five Power Rangers. It was you guys the ultimate diversity were, photo. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in that photo. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's probably taken down now, but I remember being like, yo, I, I did not know they were going to put this on the website. You still have either, that? I think I, I had a screenshot that someone seemed like, what the hell is this? And I'm being like, what the hell? They put that on the website? Why would they do that for me? Happy times. Look at these, look at these, look at these happy people of color. Um, I am literally plastered forever until they take it down on my high school's wall the saxophone section in front of the theater because they, they like redid it with a bunch of pictures and it just same thing it was like half white half black saxophone section so they took a picture <laughs> and it lives forever on the, on the thing look, look at our got... talented <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the Levitt school in atlanta georgia and you can find me there on the wall you know yep, what yep. you can even read cheat music that's hard Whoa. for them. Look at him. Hard for them. It. He's so he good at looking at him. He can read. Oh, no. Don't get me started on that <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, I mean, it's a, I'm glad that the, the conversation is happening. You're right that they have to be held accountable. Um, and I really what this entire conversation is right now is hold yourself accountable. Um, or, or we'll hold you accountable. I think that's the whole statement. Hold yourself accountable or we will do it for you. Uh, as I think, I hope what's about to happen with this country. Uh, get it together. Prosecute these cops. Film industry change. Uh, uh, everything change. Everything change. It's the last Everything step. change. We're <laughs> in the middle of a revolution that we as children have been reading in our you know, young adult curriculum in middle school we were prepared for this moment so it's like we know what to do obviously um but i also want to kind of talk about how you know in the midst of all this how people are putting out all this all these music like lists for music and books and movies to read 
for people to understand. Now, some people are doing amazing. They're they're giving out really great info to get people to understand more. People who are like, okay, I fucked up. I actually have not been paying attention. What can I do to whatever? You know, you know, people are uh, especially a lot of people from the black community is giving them excellent materials. Now, when it comes to uh, companies such as like Netflix and Hulu or whatever, you know, they're using their platforms to be like, you know, we support Black Lives Matter, you know, all quality and all that. Here are some movies you can watch in the meantime. So for me this week, it was kind of, uh, it was a mixed review for, to see that because I know personally, I, I literally just turned on my TV uh, and Alexa had all these movies on Amazon. And these movies, t- the whole title of this category was called Black History, uh, Hardships, and Hope, and something like that. And I was like, huh, what? what is this title? And then I looked at the list of movies, and it's like all the Black movies dealt with, like, uh, black people who were in like you know hardship or something tragic happened and I rise up to meet that or some white saver complex movie or just torture porn and I was just like that's not how you do it Amazon like there's so much to show and you're gonna go for the from typical the typical stuff that you know we you know the people who made those movies it wasn't even us that made those movies you know that's how I was just like Really? But then um, we we just recently checked Netflix. Netflix has a way better uh, selection of, uh, you know, a little bit more variety. Not everything's very sad and negative, but like really positive, really uh, some content made by black uh, creatives. So it, it was a little bit better. But I'm just saying as an entertainer, like, again, we're trying to break out of that stereotype, uh, stereotype and you're just bringing it back in. And that kind of, I was just Ugh, like why? Why right now? You really you want me to watch Twelve Years a Slave right now? Like it's it's a uh, Netflix. They need to they they need to encourage the rest of these uh, film platforms to do what they've been doing and like actually like give brown people and of brown people period like a platform to make a show. There's been Netflix has been doing a great job of that since they this really have true. kicked off. This, this, and that's one reason why they have they have a better selection than lame Amazon, who's just lame you know taking over the world makes it makes sense because i think about how netflix paid so much money for like dave Chappelle to do a comedy uh show um did did eddie do one someone else did a big one they gave money to do that too and so it's like you know and then like for me i was gonna talk about later but like my recommendation of the show blood and water it was like the first like like it was a teen drama but it was like the first teen drama i was like everyone was all shades of brown you know it was typical drama you see on cw or whatever but it was just it was so diverse it was a canadian production that bought it but then they filmed it in south africa so it was just like it was such a really beautiful collaborative effort i'm like this is the type of stuff i want to see i want to see like you know kind of like how we talked about space force how netflix had the idea and they brought it to people I don't want to see that. I want to see Netflix being like, oh, you got a story? We, we're just going to give you the money. That's all. That's all. You know, money and resources. But then I think about how Amazon, Amazon is very light, lacking in black and brown voices and even the LGBT community because I think about 
the top shows, at least from like last year, I think I even complained about this. A lot of the top shows are mostly white. They deal with uh, like drama that, you know, or comedy that deals with that. And you hardly see, you barely see women in the show. And the women on that show are like damsels in distress. And I'm just like, Amazon, do you really support that content? Which makes me really worried about Lord of the Rings because I'm just like, but that's what I was really waiting for, you know? the just as you think about like jack ryan i've never seen that boss show but it always keeps popping up um i forgot that show the boys it's mm, it's good but i mean that's that's boys i don't know but compared to netflix it's just seeing like their category or their catalogs i'm just amazon is you know the biggest like it's it's hell rich and they're just lazy in even getting everything, you know? Netflix, I say, is because they've really, literally started from the bottom. Now we hear mentality. And they've had ups and downs. But they're, like, learning. They're learning so much so fast. And that's why they've been getting it right. They've been getting it right. They're like, we tried this, didn't work. Okay, we'll try again. Amazon's like, oh, we tried this, didn't work. Let's Let's do it again. And let's do it again. And let's do it again. And so I'm... I don't know how, I guess, just don't support Amazon. I don't know how to break out of that thing, especially during this time, to kind of make them get it. I don't know. That's just what I've seen. You know, they have the benefit of, like, the only thing thing that they solely do is movies. So they can greenlight 100 films, and maybe 25 of them are going to be hits and, you know, are going to spawn season two and you know, movie followings. Amazon primarily just does packaging and shipping. So it's like, that's their breadwinner. <laughs> so they don't have to devote as much time to their films. But... If Amazon was only doing films, I do think they would be in a struggle bus situation. But because they have the ability to offset their losses with being just a global uh, delivery giant, they can afford to be like, yo, we're just going to do like four or five Amazon originals and we're going to buy the rights to these older TV shows so y'all can just binge watch them again. But, you know, we're, we're going to play it safe and do some more Jack Ryan for your 40-year-old white father who just likes the books. So I'm just saying, they're, they're, they're the... Um... They were on record saying they're spending the most money ever to bring back Lord of the Rings. And I mean, I, I love Lord of the Rings, but again, Lord of the Rings does have diversity issues too, which probably why they were like, let's do it. Cause they're like, it's perfect. It's the perfect segue, you know, versus like oh, Netflix. Right. Netflix is doing Narnia and you definitely know that Narnia show is going to have some diversity, you know? So one could help. It should. You know. Narnia. Come on. It's black literally lions. talking lions. <laughs> There's, you can't tell me that there can't be diversity in Narnia. All of them, right? And so I'm just like, you know, it's just all this stuff is just making me think outside the box of like, you know, I'm doing my research of like, who's really behind this? Who's on your staff? What you don't? Okay, so either you need to do this or I'm dropping you. And I feel like I've been doing that for the past two weeks is dropping businesses I support, and you know things. Life is a little bit easier because I like I feel better knowing where my money is going to. But at the same time, it is kind of complicated knowing how everyone wrote business business contracts with each other. So you know you might not support this business, but they're you're still giving their parent company the money because you support something. So it's, it's hard, you know. That's America, but 
a little bit, a little bit, a little bit helps here and there. Um, I did see an article yesterday about, you know, in the anime, in the anime world, how, um, I don't know if you've read this, Raymond, but in Japan, there's a black owned anime uh, I actually saw this this morning. Yeah. And okay. So it's called, I don't want to mess this up, but it's D art. Satagio, S H T A J I O. I'm trying to pull up the link that I saw this morning too. It's a a 2D (laughs) animation studio that's in Tokyo. It's founded by a 32 year old animator named Henry Thurlow. And also background artists, Arthel Isom and his twin brother Darnell. These three black men created a studio that would infuse American sensibilities with Japanese anime, and they got to work on a lot of huge uh, anime projects. And, and I, so I can it's one can, of the first ones founded by black men in Japan. I'm just like, that's amazing. I I can hear the uh, the that's not what an elf is kind of nerds that are like that's not anime if it's a black owned right. studio but right. uh, the other wonderful part about that article is it talks about their their history in the anime industry because they've been working on animes for years and so yeah. like they actually like I I I can't wait till I hear someone say that so I can be like actually look at their filmography of animes you're gonna try and tell me these these guys aren't part of the anime anime industry because they've literally been making anime for years like yeah right. no, I, I think no they're they they're anime i don't like <laughs> they I mean, accepted first of all the they're in tokyo what more anime can you get they're yep. not like in detroit they're yep. in <laughs> tokyo you know so i feel like that's a big and the fact that you know a lot of a lot of its citizens probably already support them because they've been there for so long you know for them to even open a business they had to probably reach out locally so obviously they're doing the right thing they're getting their support they just need to get the word out and that's where it falls on us so i'm down to if y'all want to send us some dvds to screen um. <laughs> i will also watch true. the hell out of it also true. I will watch the hell of it. Um, it kind of does remind me of last year with, if you guys, I don't know if you guys watched the anime Cannon Busters. Like it was an okay anime, but that was a big thing last year because it was from a, a manga that uh, I forget his name, but he was a black man. He wrote the original story, and I watched it because I was like, how many, how many characters do you see that looks like me with blonde hair? And I, her name is Sam. I love Sam so much. Uh, so I was like, if I was a little girl, man, I would have went crazy. And so the fact that, uh, I think somebody actually did an article of like, you know, a lot of, of at least recent anime does have more positive, uh, black characters in anime, uh, versus years ago where we were just, I agree. you know, stereotypes. I'm looking at Mr. Popo. I'm stereotypes. We're, we're far along from that. So, uh, keep it up you know and and we will definitely let the the listeners know what we find out about it i hope i hope these brothers are teaching them that we don't all have to have purple and blonde hair please or in light blue eyes yeah <laughs> that's the that's the thing that i'm i'm just exhausted of just like come on man. like is that like i get it i i actually it's kind of flattering in a sense because the like a lot of japanese shows they, they give all the characters colorful hair so like fine i like i it, that part fine but like you it's always purple 
or blonde. Can, like, if you're going to give everybody else crazy colors, <laughs> can we have crazy colors too? Like, right. that's, all I, that's all I'm trying to say here. <laughs> that so and true. please get our lips right and don't make them complicated. Oh, that's hard. I can't. And yeah. Make them like circular and pink, like bright, bright pink on a really dark brown body. Right. Yeah, yeah that coloring. They, yeah. Or whatever. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I was, I, maybe it's going both ways. These brothers being in the anime industry for 15 years, maybe they've been teaching them how, how, we how to get better. <laughs> yeah. They've been around. Like, oh, wait. They've seen more black people because of them. Like, maybe that, they might like, be part of it. When it's like a magic anime, I'm tired of the black character, or at least the black man's character, is always strength like some Luke Cage shit over, 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 over again. <laughs> why can't he be a mage? Like, why? What's the one, like... Hunter, Hunter, that was... Old girl was a mage. Well, oh, she was a, an assassin. Right. Old girl was a rogue. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was wonderful. She was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, someone that looks like Jet from Cowboy Bebop, but be a mage. Yeah, so, they... But I mean, like, <laughs> when you... But I, to to be fair, when do you ever see a big guy be a mage in any fantasy property? In video games, it happens oh, all the time. Maybe one. I know Raymond. I know one. Dragon I'm not, Age. I'm not saying a creative <laughs> character. No, creative characters don't count. Creative characters early. don't count. I'm saying <laughs> a. No, it's not creative. I'm saying I'm MP, like No, he other... was he was saying a creative character. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying, give me, I just want one. Give me one character, because I honestly can't think of any. A big, it doesn't even have to be black. A big character that is also a mage. I genuinely can't think I of think one. I think about the NPCs in Final oh, Fantasy fourteen, but they're, they're, they're yeah, characters. it's War, World of Warcraft. No, they're not creative characters. They're, the main they're character. like characters. He's like what's, punched over what's, I just want to see it. Do you have a name? No, they're just regarding 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 men in in Final Fantasy fourteen are very huge guys, and I've seen them all be different classes as far as I'm a I'm a I'm a white mage or I'm a I've never seen a ninja one though. I don't want to. I'm gonna sound like I'm being picky, but uh, I'm just saying I've seen them in different classes, but like that's just Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy kind of yeah does everything and everybody regardless of body type and race and gender which is why i, I love them and but- i i don't want to i'm gonna sound like i'm being picky uh but i just can't think of like an npc like a person with a character like the sound these these people that you're talking about sounds like people that propagate the the like generic people in final fantasy there maybe there's a head of one of these people that is there a head of one of these people that like Depends, because you know it's whatever it's you not, are and w- what you're doing. Yeah, that, and that's the only reason why I'm thinking like I just can't even think of like of one, like not even a Naruto, like because even uh we get to Naruto and the Black Clan and Naruto, uh, oh, the the Raikage yeah. was like they were both and his brother were both flying around lariating people with the big muscly hair. arms, like right. and it was just like uh, but like none of the they weren't really doing magic like the jutsus and stuff. They were just getting in people's faces and just being strong. So like mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. think of and all the like all the magic all the all the big jutsu people. None of them were big. In, in Naruto, like uh, I can't. I need a. I need them to stop doing that one. Give me. You're right. Give me some big mages. That would be great. Let's have some. Yeah, I'm just saying because I mean, as as a gamer, 
I create, I create, I create my character to be whatever I want. And so, you know, there, there are dudes out there that are like, I just want to be a mage. And I'm just saying, why not there be a real animated character to represent who you are in a game? Cause it's like, it, it's not, it's not impossible. It's just, no one hasn't really done it yet. And so I was just calling it out of like, does anyone, has anyone seen any like big, strong type mages out there? You know, maybe tiny tanks, like tiny girls who are tanks. I think I've seen them, you know, uh, in some anime. <laughs> like if I wanted to be a tank in this party, you know, the problem I'm with like, that one I is they're, the they're also going to be half naked because that's, uh, that's, 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 that's why I'm going to cut you. Cause it's like, the one, they're yeah. not, they're not black or brown. Two, you know, sexism, they have to be yeah, wearing a bikini. So, uh, homegirl from Fairy Tale. Um, she's one of the. Uh, yeah. Ezra. Isn't she kind of tanky? I, yeah, that's the only yeah. that's the only one I can think of there. Of like tanky, tanky female characters. Representation in media. Hit us up on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, I now, unfortunately, will have to turn our conversation over to something I think that's been, at least for Amy and I, we've been so angry. We've been angry, but at the same time, we're just like, you know, forget that chick. But at the same time, it makes us angry because it's like, when it comes to stupidity, at least with us two, when it comes to stupidity, we get so mad. Like, why are you so stupid? Why can't you just listen? And they don't want to listen. It's just, and then we're talking about it for three days. (laughs) So it's like, we're just hella mad about it. But uh, the topic on hand is uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Um, what more can I say? Um, if you're listening to this podcast now, you probably already know what she's done. <laughs> can I? Can I just say something really quick? Yes. Something I read just now. Trump picks Tulsa for return of signature campaign rally. I just had, I just had to let you guys Why? know. I just, had to, I just had to let you guys know. Anyways. Tulsa. <laughs> I have so many words, but I want to. You gonna I say can't. the words? I can't. Nope. I nope. can't. Um, yeah. So same. I said I'm just gonna say uh, as you start this because I probably right. won't speak much on this human being that you were segueing into. Is, he, is um, she a human being though? Because she is a waste of time. But she's um, a biological female. Uh, I she will just say uh, there was a point in time where, in talking about, we'll bring up another horrible human being. His name is Bill Cosby. Um, and, <laughs> we just all of them today. Uh, but he, uh, he. He's horrible now. Like, no one wants to respect Bill Cosby at all anymore. And there's a good reason for that. Uh, but there was a point where I heard people trying to trying to, trying to take away the Cosby show uh, because they were just like, oh, that's tainted too, basically. Uh, and I'm kind of like, no, like, if there's one thing that this man honestly did positively for the world, it was the Cosby show. Um, we want to talk about black representation in media. That was an amazing one at the time. It, like the world needed it. Yes. Um, and so, yes, now he's a horrible human being. And that is the one thing I will let him own and have and keep under his belt of things that he's done which back to jk rowling she can keep harry potter but with everything else in this world at this point fuck jk rowling <laughs> like this is just the wrong time you you are you you will get to go sit on some prairie somewhere nice and happy and some wherever the fuck you want to and i hope you stay there and stop talking on the internet because you need to go away um that's about all Take i got for you away that's all i have to say <laughs> thank you for harry potter 
I will probably still share it with any kids that want to read a good fantasy novel. Uh, and uh, that's about it. That's about it. But in the same conversation, I told people that, you know, I will suggest Harry Potter, but I really would force more animorphs to kids now because oh. I was like, Katie Applegate was has, was my favorite author as a kid, still is one of my favorite authors. She came to my school, actually. I met her, freaked out, cried. Wow. Uh, she is she she supports black black she had this whole beautiful she, written thing she has she been had she had there. two interracial couples in her novels yes she <laughs> and, and she even went to she went as far as in like how she explained why she had to end, end animorphs the way it had to because that's the reality of it. if you ever read the end of animorphs it ended very kind of low but that's reality and so the fact that now she's like and this is a perfect example why you know we've been fighting for so long for these rights and we can only take so much so you know stuff can only i mean it's a whole physics lesson you can only go so much and then you got to go this way and it's an explosion so that's why we're living the time and it's now a lot of bad stuff is happening but eventually you know good things are going to come out of it so you know and i was just like K.A. Applegate, y'all, just out here. Now, I don't know what the hell J.K. Rowling doing, but she can she can, she can learn a lot from her, you know? But she's not. She's not. She's not at all. Yeah, I was like, Amy, do, do you want to so, you, you say just, why? I just, just for our viewers, our listeners, I just want to give a little more context to what happened. So for a while now, a while, uh, J.K. Rowling has been, she's been called basically anti-trans. For her her terms that she's used recently she was posting about a book she just released the, the, the ickbog i believe and she accidentally repasted a comment about a, an anti-turf into it with the words fuck on it also addressed to a child so that caused the whole thing um and then today because god knows we need more things to feel a certain way about today she released this really long essay <laughs> and i honestly struggled reading it because i really couldn't wrap my head around this this is someone who created this world where as a child i grew up in her world i fell in love with her characters i fell in love with the mentality the friendships all that and it just there's this weird disconnect in my head i'm like how can you create this and yet write something that i don't understand <laughs> i don't get it and i think what upsets me the most is how she's treating the idea of being female as like this it's like a right that only female women who have vaginas can do and if you were not born with, with a vagina at birth and you and, and let's say you you were a man and it's like you stay on your side of the tracks and i'll stay here because that's where you're supposed to be biologically that's what you are so therefore you can't come over here and be this way but it's like you had a character who was fucking human, regular muggle, coming into your magical fucking realm and accepted, despite the fact that she wasn't technically, you know, born that way. So I just, yeah, I'm upset. I'm really bothered. Did she even write those angry. books? That's that's why I'm asking now. Did she even write those books? <laughs> Someone else wrote them. A black woman wrote these books. That's Twitter what I'm going to Twitter has dubbed. Um, <laughs> I keep forgetting his name for some reason right now. Um, the 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 actor who played Harry Potter, him. Daniel Radcliffe. Thank you, thank you. Um, he came out yesterday, I believe, with a very like kind, 
open, appropriate response to everything. And Twitter was like, let's make him the face of Harry Potter. Right, he is. He is not hers anymore. She doesn't deserve it. He understands that he respects the fans, all the fans. So it's like, you know, she's lost her right as a creator in a sense. And I'm just like, is there anybody in my lifetime that I can say that I loved them when I was younger and now they're just like trash? Bill Cosby. Mm, I, well, yeah. Okay, that's an example. <laughs> I couldn't think of any at the time, but thank you. That, that does help. Maybe um, R. Kelly, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, that's uh, too. Sure, yeah. Anyways, that's my, a very long essay if you find it. It's on her website. Oh, gosh. And Don't it, read and, it. And it's kind of like she's struggling to, like, appease the fan base, but also basically say, you know, I'm Hold a on. woman who believes in fit, w- women's rights and nobody else can fit into this little box. The, the appease the racist fan base. Let's be, uh, right. let's be clear here. Yes. Again, she is so listeners. She's currently doing this during a time where her own culture, her own country of Scotland, out there in the streets yelling "Black Lives Matter," them trying to you know get equality in their country and all over the world, you know, and all she cares about is I just don't want people to feel like they want to choose to be a woman and then be a woman, but then I have to support them being a woman, even though I am a woman. Like, it just reminds me of the, of that whole uh, Lorder Squad <laughs> scene of, uh, you really going to come to my birthday party, bringing a birthday gift, and da 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 It feels like that. And it's like, shut up. Just sh- shut up. And, and, and I don't think you read what you wrote at all, because to me, it was a whole, in my head, it was just a circle of, I'm very sorry, but I'm very sorry, but, you know, I still believe this, you know, um, apparently if you go on Emma Watson's, uh, Twitter, she did kind of break it down and she's another supporter. I think, and I think we talked about, uh, Eddie, What's his last name? Eddie Redmay. He 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 also is on it. So I was like, oh, so you know, all the people who got employed from your stories are like not with you at all. That should kind of, but you know, in her article, she talks about, you know, she's getting so much hate and getting like negative feedback, and she just wanted to explain. And I'm like, do you not understand the many lives? that have died and have have been through so much pain and actually like coming out or going through trans like do you understand you're treating it as a concept as if that was just it has to be and i'm like there are so many people when you're saying trans those are lives and feelings involved and you're trying to just say they don't matter what's going on right now so you're just against everything that's going on right now you're not part of like something progressive and loving so to me you're like the young people like to say, you're canceled. Like, get out of here with that. And the fact that you're doing it right now during Pride Month, girl. It is an interesting. Where are you, girl? I forget. Does she want to be she a did woman? Not check her calendar. This <laughs> Does month. she want to be a woman? She, she's like, oh, if I knew, if I knew that there was a possibility of me, you know, I guess transitioning, I would be a man to make my father happy and become the son that he wanted. And I'm just like. I am so confused. It's so angry and ranty, I mean, and she no did create a pen name that was a man. She did do that, and I still understand why she did that at the time, because I was afraid people wouldn't uh, 
accept that story because I'm done with Harry Potter. So I wasn't sure if people will, you know, accept my story is writing what, like crime dramas. Is that the problem? Is that she's jealous of people's ability to do that now? Uh, I feel like that's Raymond. I think you hit like that's the point. I feel like that's the main reason because that? it feels like it was like ten thousand words of just. And I'm like, what is this bitch saying? Like, <laughs> it's so confusing. I can't. Where's your editor? <laughs> I can't condone canceling her because I just said I don't like cancel culture recently. Right. I, don't I, so I can't. I can't condone perfect. canceling her, but um, mute her. Yeah, her. yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Just go, just go enjoy. It. You made a best-selling novel, seven best-selling novels. You became a billionaire. You became a billionaire from nothing. You have a crazy story. I really wanted to respect you. Just go away, like, like, just, just go live somewhere where go we don't have to remember cottage. this, and we can just remember J.K. Rowling, the writer of Harry Potter. Because that's right. I don't want to remember all. Don't meet your heroes. That's what they say. Don't, don't give. Don't Barely don't, barely don't give your heroes Twitter either. So she just, I just, I don't know, man. She's just, it's, it's a disappointment. And even though I try, because I was like, I don't follow her or anything, but the news just kept creeping into everything I was reading. I was like, what is this chick doing? And it's just disappointing. So um, I'm here to just say, you know, there's amazing wonderful young adult writers out there i would definitely encourage you know yeah hug your harry potter book she already took our money it's fine but as far as like you know she's still trying to put out her new books coming out because how she said she was using this whole experience as to do i guess research for her book yeah but my question okay so so hbo max took off gone with the wind for uh, slavery and racist you know stuff does that mean they're gonna take off Harry Potter too? No. I hope I not. I feel like I feel like Warner Brothers has discernment to again, kind of like how Raymond said, they have discernment to to kind of just hold her to her works versus her as a person. And even though sadly she is still getting paid for it, you know, it's it's tricky, but it's not her. Now knowing who she really is, these books are not her, you know? I feel like you just okay, Merlin. Yeah, um, just to bounce back onto the going with the wind thing, um, and probably with the Harry Potter thing. I, I think this is going to be really interesting to say, but I think the those individuals, those individuals should take a note from Disney and what they've done with uh, their vault films and how a lot of them have the what two minute uh header that says what you're about to see is features and sensitive like you know images entertainment and please have a conversation with your child about why this is inappropriate why this is wrong and i think for films like gone with the wind i definitely think it should include that header but you should also see like yo this was this was a film that won oscars and won awards and it, it just epitomizes what roles were for african-american people and what roles were for white people in terms of what they were looking for this is a highly rated film in cinema history and you need to look at that with the lens of like from me understanding the world now whether it's 2020 or 2030 i know that what i'm seeing is wrong but i'm also getting a window into a timeline of where this was seen as like a premiere film and this was a premiere role for some people so i don't think that for films like harry potter you can keep it going, but also just have that header of like, 
have the discussion. What you're about to see is not right. It's wrong. And I think that for a lot of these films like that, if you have that header in front of there, it's definitely, I think, okay to watch it. And it's okay to have that conversation. So the conversation keeps happening as long as people are talking about it uh, and are aware that the studio knows this is wrong and they're saying this is wrong. That's helpful. I want a little. Mm. I want a little ticker every like twenty five minutes in the movie that this comes across the train. That's what I want. Like. <laughs> yeah, just add that to okay. Gone to the Wind. Every twenty five, every twenty minutes, of Gone to the Wind. This, this movie, yeah, this is racist. <laughs> just to make sure you don't forget. Yeah, that's going to uh, be up there every two seconds though. But okay. <laughs> yeah, it was every it's twenty minutes. Moment, I feel like it's a real world. I feel like a lot of folks are always like, "How do you like? What do you mean when I said it was racist?" I feel like if you give someone an actual, tangible, this is an example, and put the tagline, "This is racist," like, "Oh, I have an example now." So for kids, <laughs> you can say, right. if, if they're consuming media that is problematic, I think it's okay to have the the tagline be like, "Yo, this is an educational moment for us as a studio and for you as a viewer." And we're going to give you, like, you know, fifth of the doubt, which is what I think, you know, Twitter's stepping into that realm of, like, flagging people's accounts and saying, hey, for more information about why this is wrong, click on this link. And so I think social media also is heading in that direction of, like, they're going to potentially hey. flagging people. And I know not a lot of people on the right are happy about that. Um, a lot of folks that are really into misinformation are not happy that social media sites are going to be stepping in and facebook definitely it's really is, just twitter <laughs> twitter's on yeah. point though lately but facebook's employees are also i think they're trying to kind of yes and, and, and facebook inside. and facebook employees you're absolutely and correct facebook employees, absolutely but not zuckerberg, zuckerberg and crew for sure you had it right cat it was Zuckerberg. So I, I definitely think Zuckerberg. that uh, he, he looked he looked weird. Hey, more Star Trek jokes. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I feel like social media at some point is gonna have to be held accountable. They're gonna have to, you know, change up and I, I think for the future of the social media sites, a lot of older famous people are gonna be hit with these flags and these tags of like this is wrong. And they should because they don't deserve the platform that they have. Most I mean, of them. Right. Just... And this is why we said that years ago. <laughs> don't let your relatives join social media. We said this when we were like 18. And it, look, now it's backfiring on us. We should have listened to ourselves. But anyway. <laughs> um, Raymond, did you want to add anything before we turn it over to Marlon's Marlon, Marlon's corner? I'm about to say Marlon's woman. world. And I was like... <laughs> Okay. Um, go read Animorphs. Go read Animorphs. Yeah, go Marlon's read you some world. Animorphs. There. Percy Jackson. The... Percy Jackson? Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, I'm with, I'm an aiming on I'm that. Not, really? I'm not in that, but some kids out there, uh, Marlon, <laughs> um, <laughs> might want new, to read that. You could Two read kids. New God's graphic novel. And that's also good, too. Well, you can say that, yeah. But I was just saying the young adult category. Sandman uh, theories. Neil Gaiman. <laughs> actually, if you're going to read anything... Another category. If you're going to read anything right now in the, in the young adult category, go read uh, Children of Blood and, Blo- Blood and Bone and get you some. Yes! Yes! read that. Raymond, you are absolutely right. You can read, read Animorphs after that, after that series. 
<laughs> yeah, then, you can. Because that's only two books. And then you and can then read course, all 40-something books in Man of Yeah. It's like, you know, a series. You can always get into the Red Rising series, which is also really, really wild. I tried, I tried to read that. I couldn't get into it. It's so fun. Like, it's very, like, it reminds you almost like gladiators in space almost. Mm, okay. It's very like, again. we're going to cyber improve your body. Winter Soldier style, but also you got to fight for your status in the in the galaxy. <laughs> it sounds like Thor Ragnarok. No, no. At a certain point, it gets it goes Game of Thrones for like eight chapters, and the book ends with them like setting up like towers and like kingdoms, and it's like great. You've all if you've survived this test, you are all going to be higher ranking members of society. If you failed the test, you're going to be like middling members of society who have to be ruled by the people that won. It's a crazy wow. book. You gotta read it. The first one crazy. is like genres on genres. Anyway, welcome to my corner. Um <laughs> <laughs> gonna be helping me out because I don't have a lot of things to talk about on my end, but Kat has okay. extras. Um all I wanted just to talk about was the fact that there's this new game coming out in five days. It's called Disintegrate. Um I did not know anything about this game until, like, I think two days ago when I got, like, a little bleep about a game that might be coming out soon that I might be interested in because I was playing, like, Destiny 2. Um, the game is a strategy game. You're in this universe where people have evolved and they're now in space, but unfortunately they want to, like, extend their life. So they take their brain and they integrate it into a robot body. So you're integrating into this robot form. But on the planet Earth, there are people rebelling and they want to, you know, do other things and they're fighting on this ground. And you as a combo winter soldier slash Wally character are going to fight back and you get to ride this motorcycle. But kind of like Final Fantasy-ish, you have like you can you can command three of your allies to like attack a certain space or an area of an enemy and like whatever uh, equipment you're riding on, it has like a bonus stat to a bonus special move every now and again. It looks really interesting. Um, I thought I'd talk about it. Like it's coming out in five days. I'll get more information about it after this. But it just seems like it's a very uh, new type of game from the same folks that brought you Halo, uh, but also the same folks that brought you uh, Outer Worlds. Um, they're called Division something. But yeah, so that's their name. Their new game coming out in five days. It's called Disintegrate. Um, also, in literally nine days after two release dates pushed back, after endless commercials, and after they dropped an entire music video slash commercial that they didn't give Ellie credit for when she was singing a song, but she did that thing. Uh, Last of Those 2 is dropping in nine days, finally. Um, it's been a long ride for everyone who's been waiting for this game to come out and has been excited since they first dropped that damn preview of those twins shooting someone who was hanging upside. It was a crazy time. Like, I remember being like, oh, this game's coming out soon, right? And then, like, here we are in 2020 during COVID, and uh, this game's coming out in nine days. Um, the game, of course, is going to pick up after the end of uh, Last of Us 1, where you played it. It's a little girl. There's a virus going on. There's aliens that turn into mushroom-headed creatures. Also humans, of course. Did you call them aliens? I call them aliens because they literally look like like the, like I, the alien. It looks like it sounds. 
Oh, they're, but they're zombies. <laughs> they're zombie aliens, and I call them aliens because yeah. they're like half like mushrooms. So it's like a zombie mushroom alien mushroom. creature. Um, yeah, so like they're, they're just creepy. They're hella creepy. Uh, the game also fully includes the sound effects through your controller. So even if you're like turning the volume down to zero, your controller still talks to you with the creatures getting close by and clicking in your face. Um, but yeah, and of course, humans suck uh, during any crisis like they suck now sometimes um and this one little girl is showing that she is also as i talk about this game i'm literally thinking about covid right now because it's like yeah. there's a virus going on people are dying and some people are becoming angry zombies i'm like oh man this is too close oh now. man this is hitting too hard <laughs> so there's a little girl who uh is not showing any signs of being infected and um this underground organization known as Firefly, they pick her up and want to get a vaccine from her, and they find her in the last game, and um, they hope that they can, you know, of course, uh, save the world. And uh, eventually you find out that the people who want to extract her blood also will probably end up killing her. And the guy, Joel, has to kill them and get her out of there. Um, so now you're fully grown, fully grown Ellie with your beautiful girlfriend, and you're trying to figure out what's the new... Stuff happening now. And what's, what's new? happening? New zombies. That's what's new. New, creepier, <laughs> scarier, faster zombies that are going to make you really uncomfortable um, really fast. So get ready for that. There's going to be also some horse battles. You're going to be on horseback shooting things, fighting things. It's going to be great. Uh, new melee combat because the melee combat was dope, but they definitely, they definitely love to use the you turn the corner and some attacks you for no reason and you gotta do this whole little push bar to like get them off of you and like shoot them in the face so that's coming back and it's gonna be great and i think they're gonna do multiplayer which is um fantastic so lots of us too coming out it's gonna be great and um for all you folks uh cyberpunk 2077 is still set to drop in september um which is it's already pre-ordered uh that game it's gonna be great um, I also did some more like diving in. Of course, like most games, um, it's you're, you're going to have three classes. You're going to have the techie. Uh, you're going to have the uh, junkie slash like person who's like tinkers like machinery. And of course, you'll have combo for solo combat. And um, like they've been advertising since the beginning, you of course get to choose what gender you want to look like or appear as, or you can be androgynous. And you can also pick your voice. So you can be a very buff guy with a feminine voice or you can be a very feminine uh, figure individual with a very deeper voice. Like they really put a lot of time and energy into the character creation. And if you're like us at Geek Squad, you know that the best part of any game is the character. Geek Force. Force. I mean, he's not Force. completely wrong. If you're like us at Geek Force or Geek <laughs> Squad on Twitter, um, you know that we, uh, we definitely love the character creation portion of any game. And we'll spend countless hours tweaking eyebrows, noses, chins, foreheads, hair. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And the fact that this game goes so far to just include every variation uh, is just, it means it's going to be super dope. It's about the same folks that brought you Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, which for me is hands down one of the dopest games ever played. I love the customization, so I'm looking forward to see how that goes. And of course, it's uh, brought to you by the beautiful mind of a brother who um, was quoted saying that 
his game is what is it, Raymond? What's his game? <laughs> Raymond knows because it's him. Wait, what? Do you remember the uh, the, uh, the writer of the story that Cyberpunk 2020, 2077 oh. is based? Uh, it's yeah, it's it's if I could finish projects uh, and was like thirty years older, but uh, Mike Pontsmith, I might have insulted his age there, but uh, I don't want to because this guy is really cool. Uh, he's yeah, he's one of the lead uh, directors on it. He's been a game designer for years, mm-hmm. and he's mentioned that this game is, uh, I believe, what a precursor or an image of what the world could look like. <laughs> Oh yeah, so, no. He, it's it sounds really sweet. I just I didn't realize that part until really recently that uh, Black Creator like that is on this game. So it I was already excited for it, and I just makes me even more excited for this game. Black Creator, folks, we got a Black Creator with his AAA game coming out, and Keanu Reeves is in it as like one of the main characters. Of course, you know, adjacent to your character, but he's going to be in it. Yeah, so Keanu Reeves is going to be in this game as a recurring character who you see over and over again. Um, so I feel like this is this is a big moment for our for our community. Like one of our individuals out there, he got his game. So he got a story approved for a game. This game is being approved by one of the biggest um, developers out there, and a developer that has like multiple awards. And when it drops, I hope all y'all get it. Hope you support it. And also, if you support the game, maybe you should support the book as well. Read that up. And then I'm going to share my corner with uh, with Cat. Card Cat. <laughs> I only had a little bit of news, uh, mainly about the PlayStation 5, because I was all on them announcing, I think it was supposed to come out uh, last week, the PlayStation 5 big announcement from Sony, but they postponed it because of, you know, reasons. And so it's actually dropping tomorrow. And I mean, I know for me, I'm all like, what are they going to talk about? They, they're they definitely going to have to mention the price of the PlayStation 5, but oh, yeah. they're really, they're, this is the time where they're going to go and answer all the questions. And I just, I have so At many 1 questions. PM. 1 At 1pm. 1pm. They titled it as a future. Well, yeah, it's 1 p.m. Pacific time yes, and 4 p.m. Eastern time, but mm-hmm. they titled it as "This is the future of gaming." Yes, I am so hype. Like <laughs> we've been talking about PlayStation Five since we started this podcast, and so the fact that every month passes and we're getting closer and closer to, you know, I don't want to say it, but like, you know, better than Xbox, but it's better than Xbox, and I'm really excited to oh, see. Man it uh take off and so i'm I'm just i don't know where they're gonna show i mean the the ads had me in suspense with the black and the blue and it's coming and future gaming and so um yeah i definitely want to say that because you know that's we love sony we love and hate sony so yes, we're gonna sony. be we're Send gonna be on that yes five to just to test it out yeah oh boy we could we could we could test some some, some test really you. cool games guys yeah. come on yeah, yeah. we love you guys hey i need to try your PlayStation five we actually don't live far from you y'all are in redwood city we're not that far <laughs> yeah. just, anyway. you just show up one day cat yeah i'd just be like i'm here for my PlayStation five well you know john john and i were on the email he said he said i should pick one up well, you got to talk to John. John said, "I get you guys to talk to John. So that's just like, yeah. 
I'm not leaving until I get to five. Go get John. 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 (laughs) Sound like a rush hour skit now. (laughs) (laughs) I swear that's an entire scene is him walking in somewhere he shouldn't be and just trying to convince everyone that he was supposed to be there. I think I think that's an exact scene. It is. It is. No, um, y'all know where Ricky Tell at. Where Ricky Tell? Ricky Tell. Where you saying that? Come back now. Get a PS5. Don't you say it? You said a brother can't get a PS5. So PS5 is anti-black. Okay, yeah. I don't okay. know that. I don't know. You might. Let me just. Wow. You might. You might get enough for me. Two P- two uh, PlayStation. Why? <laughs> we need the PlayStation. Emil, you're helping us. Um, as I He's always adding. say, his audition. Rather, <laughs> Rather, <laughs> Rest and Furious. Sorry, Rush Hour Five. Rush Hour Fast and the Furious. I was oh, like, no. oh my gosh. Oh boy. Okay, that's another, talk, that's another episode we need to talk about on that. Um, but, uh, that's gonna yeah. be strange. The I. <laughs> I never like the first six months of a first six months to a year of a new console because um, it just never feels like the launches like launches are just always disappointing because there's just not enough games and the hardware is still the software is still so new and no one really understands the hardware when they're making games. And so I'm hyped for PS5, but like I'm hyped for like 2021 holiday year ps5 more so than anything else but uh, the sooner it comes out the sooner we can get to that to to a year later so like yeah please give it to me because yeah um i too was like that but then i was like you know i really need it though (laughs) um i remember when playstation 3 came out and i got it in the beginning when it was backwards uh compatible and then later on when they start selling more of them than they weren't backwards compatible and i was just like i got it just in time and in fact that was like the last one that was playstation 3 was always my favorite that's my favorite console out of all the playstations um if playstation 5 can do that so i just i just need it as pure as that that's all I need. So then I can just, but then, you know, that goes into the games and how are we going to have to, are we getting like a PS now subscription in the price? Cause I feel like the price is going to be big. Maybe they'll just allow uh, us PS members to just have a natural PS now. Uh, PS now is the subscription service where you can play a lot of old games for like $10 a month or so. And I, I don't have that. Cause I was like, I don't have time to play a billion games. But if they can somehow tie that in with the PlayStation 5, just give us an account or whatever. Dude, you're never going to hear from me again. Mind you, the PS5 would only play 100 of the PS4 games that are... Uh, 100? I thought it was 400. No, no 100? only 100 PS4 games are supported at the launch. Well... I only play like two, so hopefully my two's on there. <laughs> I can wait until they get over there. And I mean, I still have a PS4. I'll just be one of those people that be like, eh, I got this console, I got this console, and I got the summer. I don't know. Like me. Yeah, I'll just be like Marlon. He's okay, I guess. I'm fine. I'm great. Yeah. Um, Raymond says no. Um, any other news? I just want to say how there was. Well, you'd mentioned Destiny 2 because Destiny 2 dropped their uh, 
expansion, expansion, the new expansion. expansion. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, it's not a game because it it's still called says the Destiny Arrival, 2. right? Yeah, it's Destiny 2. It's called the Arrival, I think. And good reviews so far. Um, I have it, no idea what it's about. Like, like, like most launches with this game, there are some bugs. The latest bug is that there was like in-game item you can get it's like a rocket launcher and they realize that um it's supposed to like drop like crazy uh dps or damage per second like galahorn's back yeah and what's terrible is that it's one shotting see i played destiny so they're like and so they haven't tweaked it yet so it's basically people are getting it and going to the boss and just one shotting it with this with this rocket. That's what it was. That's what it was famous for back in the day at wow. Destiny One. It was just <laughs> when you get to the boss of the level, everyone switches to their Galahorns, and we just load it up like it's, <laughs> that was <laughs> Galahorns, right? That was it. So they're dealing with that right now, and they're like, and someone on the dev team saying that they're going to adjust the DPS because literally people like just like no. going to the boss and just lighting him up and it's just like yeah. it's over it's dead no. yes. the but I like it like that <laughs> you, they're like we spent all this time making these intricate ducks and dips and dodges oh, yeah. and the character was like nah nah it's, it's done there was uh They've been struggling with this for a long time because that was base game, mm-hmm. and then the first DLC that came out of Destiny, they they changed the weapon system so that basically the original set of weapons weren't as good anymore. Like you needed, they were all thirty light, and all the new weapons needed to be sixty light to like really deal with the bosses and the new stuff. And so to get, but you couldn't all the old weapons you couldn't upgrade them unless they allowed you to upgrade them like you needed a specific item and it only worked on that specific weapon so like the galahorn was not part of the first batch of those so that was it was like their little their little way of like getting rid of that weapon there because you couldn't use it in any new bosses at that point and so eventually they brought it back they're doing that again with destiny 2 for this expansion oh yeah so you see these older weapons, you can't convince me to play that game <laughs> the exact same thing. So if you have the older weapons they're like they're not gonna do that much so you gotta like fully like play the new expansion get the new weapons to even do any like crazy oh yeah no you can't convince me to play destiny 2 that's a fun game i'm sure i hear it's better than destiny 1 finally at this point but it, it was they burned me out so i'm good <laughs> I mean, Destiny 2 burned itself out for me by, like, the second expansion, and I was just... Kat, I'm still mad that you never played with me online. We were supposed to play online with black nerd people, and you left me, left me more hanging, and the uh... waiting room were, like, four strangers, and I was Ooh. terrible at this game, and I can tell oh, I was terrible. I did try to get on, this, and then I, everything changed, and I didn't know anything okay. anymore. I was like, I don't what? think you know the shame a gamer feels. Is that why you didn't play Final Fantasy XIV? Oh, no, no. He doesn't, I he get. So basically, here's the thing. I don't think anyone, like, I feel like gamers know the shame of you being the worst person on, like, a raid, <laughs> and everyone knows it, and you also know it. That's the feeling I felt. I, oh, I, no. Like, you know you're the worst person, and you can be crying, no. and, like, just, like, trying to talk you through what to do. You feel like garbage. And that was me. And we got the benefit of having cat family be like, we're terrible again. Like, nope, I'm just terrible by myself. <laughs> Aww. Sorry. I didn't You're never terrible by yourself. Oh no, I was bad. Like I was I came there fully unprepared with any equipment I had and they were out here 
sparkly items and orange and purples and I'm sitting there with like a couple of greens and blue items. Right. I tried one time and I was like, I don't have anything of what you guys have. And they're like, oh, we just need to, no, I'm good. I'm good. I learned the lesson. I was like, I could help out. And I did. Thankfully, after literally an hour and 10 minutes, we finished the one thing that we wanted to do. And I was like, cool, everyone, goodbye. So I got to go to bed and like lay on my side. And cry. And and cry. I I thought I was good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That folks was the last time I played Destiny 2. (laughs) (laughs) You got scarred. Abandoned you in a waiting room. Hey, guess what? But we can still play with just us. I played professionals and I was like a child and they're like, oh, this is what this button do. Oh, it does that? Oh, cool, 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 cool. So, yeah. They definitely changed things around and whatever that was. To make you feel better, because uh, this is a fact, um, Destiny One was built off of people being like, like uh, uh, the shepherd people through missions and like teach them how to play that game. Like the the original Reddit Destiny community was like one of the greatest accomplishments of gaming, where like it was like actually not toxic at all. Like the original Reddit community, because there uh, Bungie didn't have any in-game uh, real support to like get people together into the same group so everyone used the reddit and then eventually some people started making like little websites for like looking for group to like share your ps4 psn accounts to like put through repeat put people through there was whole companion little threads and stuff the original reddit community was amazing for that game um and so what happened what happened is eventually everything goes dark when it lasts too long but uh (laughs) it started out great (laughs) yeah that's probably exactly what happened the fire nation attacked um but yeah that's so that's like you shouldn't feel too bad because honestly that's the roots of destiny like you no one knew how to play that game at a point and like everything's kind of min-maxed that everything every everything gets min and that's why Marley really uh, used to play Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to cut out to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the end of my statement, uh, maybe I'll just restart this word. That's the only thing I remember. But um, that, that game, once it starts getting into min-maxing of just like understanding, this is, we're going to run through the raid like this. You have to go up around this way. Like you have, everyone knows what to do in the situation of the puzzle and the room and the fight. Like uh, you don't know that at first. So like having someone to help you through it is like why that game had such a cool community for a while. But it was, that's a good question. Well, I, I, for, there was a point where it started going a different way. Um, and I don't remember what happened to it. So maybe everyone just got tired of it. And then a new generation of people came into destiny and they, they weren't the same. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Oh, Destiny. I mean, I like it, but then at the same time, it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's changing so fast that I can't even keep up. Nice to be my favorite game. And so I just felt, I felt lost, especially with that last year expansion. I was like, wait, where's, where's this? Where's that? Why? I feel like the buttons were different. I don't know. So uh, it's fine. But Final Fantasy is where I went back to and I. It's very similar to Destiny, but 
uh, easier, especially if you don't know what you're doing. It's very easier. And they've made it so that next the next the next patch in the game that's coming out next month, especially Marlon, this might be easy for you. They're actually uh, redoing the first game so that uh, things go faster and easier for you to catch up because um, I think like, because last year I started it and the first game, uh, A Realm Reborn, hella long game, had you, is those missions where you talk to, like if I'm talking to Eming, I have to travel 100,000 miles to talk to Raymond and then Raymond will give me something I have to travel back to. Like it was a lot of those in the first game. So it was very annoying. Because the game really doesn't get good to the second, third, and fourth expansions. But, you know, you have to go through 100 hours to get to that. So, um, yeah, but they're revamping it so that more they can get more people who've never played it to get back. Or people who played but didn't finish to get back into it. And it's going to be way easier and stuff. And um, I might give it a second attempt. I will help you! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have so many classes Final now. Fantasy? I can do Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah, because I gave him my 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 if feather. Amy joins, then yeah. Amy's gonna I'm join. She's gonna have pressure. To... Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, I mean, she got. I mean, again, girl, it's on every platform imaginable. Is it? Is it downloadable? Like, just do I, or do I need to go like digital disc? Like, I, no, I would. I would say I get know. it off. I don't Nick. buy fucking games. Marlin, you can get it on yet. disc. You can get it on disc, or you can download it from the Square Enix uh, website, which I highly recommend because that's how you get your sale in. Like, like right now, there's a sale. It's a forty percent off sale right now. For a second, I thought Ian was going to say, "Do you need a CD-ROM?" I'm sorry, I'm old. I was born in 1986. Back to the 90s. Right? I'm, I'm a CD-ROM bitch. movies meant so much it's like we gotta hide this floppy disk we gotta get it to the thing and then we can Did see you ever watch that with one of my one of my favorite things about being this old and uh is when working with the kids none of whatever i have to try to explain to them how to save something and i'm like yeah go up and click the floppy disk and none of them know what that is but but like it's the save icon and then or like the save icon and like, oh that and they, they know immediately but if i call it a floppy disk which is what it is i mean wow. that's, they don't know it that's what's wild um yeah. I do want to release your Jar Jar Binks outro. No, watch yourself. Oh, no. Watch yourself. Not now. Not now. I can't run for Congress if you release that. <laughs> I mean, Marlon, with the changes happening, you might still have a chance. <laughs> I run a whole Jar Jar Binks platform. I'd be like. It's It'd be better. I mean, is that much crazier than Malarkey? Like, right. Right. I'm gonna go with the police for everybody. Oh no! <laughs> well, there it is. You got it, people. You can't um, release it now. It's happened. It's uh, in this episode. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's part of the part of the, part of the history <laughs> now. Marlon was like, you can't take me down, I'll take myself down. Exactly. <laughs> I love that spirit, though. On the floppy disk. <laughs> All I have to fear is myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. true. This is true. 
Um, I do want to take this time to, if you guys have any, because we haven't really, I mean, with all that's going on in the world, we had, we had a little watch party. Do you guys have any recommendations of what you wish people to maybe check out for the week until next time? I can, um, recommend a bad TV show to watch. Don't say Space Force. No. We already did that. Okay. (laughs) It's the the one I, I, uh, so it's. It's it's like this it's like a witch themed show, Motherland I think, and I swear to fucking god I feel like they literally lifted the last Airbender because literally like the first scene is them doing this and I'm like, are you guys Airbending? And they were the witches are doing that. Yeah, they can basically Airbend water, earth, air, oh, water, earth, air. I didn't see fire yet, but I was like. That's, that's on episode five. And they had the pose too. The same, like, what's the heck? I, I was like, this is. And what's funny for me is that as someone who, who knows very little about witches, this doesn't seem like a thing witches would do. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that's in the, like, the thing of uh, magic, like, but yeah. The premise is they have created a branch of the military for witches to go hunt down terrorists. This sounds like Hunters. None of it makes sense, (laughs) but it's hilarious. Sounds like a sci-fi show. Wait, where does this come on? Sorry, I'm so excited. I want to check this out now. It's on Freeform, but it's on Hulu. Um, But it's so... so, And there's there's one girl, like... um, there's this, there are three girls in this like group. One girl's from the Bay, from Sacramento. She's like initially the most awkward one. I'm like, why is the Bay girl the most awkward person in this situation? Well, that's but the opposite. Then, but then she gets smart. I'm like, okay, now I, now I see you. I see you. Okay, okay. That Berkeley education? No, from Sacramento. <laughs> okay. Or she could have went to UC Berkeley. I don't know. Um. What do with the cows? I'm only at episode two, but I'm like, this is so horrible, but I just want to hate watching it because it's just so bad. It's so bad. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at it, but it's, it's entertaining just because it's dumb. <laughs> That's why I would recommend Motherland. That's Motherland. so interesting. Salem, I think. It sounds like Salem. Witch, witch Hunter, Witch, last, last Airbender Witch Hunter. That's what it sounds it had like. some severe, I was like, this is Airbender, but like with witches in the military. <laughs> It's a it's a Jack Ryan spinoff. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Marlon got it. Marlon got it. Jack Ryan calls them up. We need them witches. <laughs> they're also really yeah. bad at finding terrorists. So I don't know. So, I mean, mages aren't meant to fight if they don't have like a prerequisite in like being a battle mage. It's just you're gonna punch no, the floor. They go to they go to they go to uh, uh, war school. <laughs> so. At a certain age, you get in. You like get this magical phone call that you have to accept to go to this magical school to be trained to eventually go into the into the military school army for witches. It's a lot. <laughs> okay, so I was gonna say if you guys have any charities you want to shout out before I end it, um, I can start. I'll start. So what I've been doing lately, if um. I just want to give a shout out to our listeners if they've been into like supporting, protesting, donating, 
uh, even making art to help raise awareness towards the Black Lives Movement and and to get people, uh, protesters and families out of jail during this time. That's awesome. Um, I do want to do a shout out if you feel like, hey, I'm actually getting broke from all the donating or what more can I do to add into my day? Uh, there's this really great thing on YouTube called uh, Revive Music. Uh, you go to their YouTube uh, channel and they have sh- uh, like a long playlist of music. And so they have one for Black Lives Matter and they have one for Pride Month. Uh, you click on these, uh, you just click and watch the video. You just let the video stream all day as much as you can. The ads attached to the video uh, has the money and it goes towards uh, NWACP Legal Defense Fund and the bailout fund that is helping so many people out right now. And so, yeah, I highly encourage doing that. That's like something you can do wherever you are. Just let it play like if you were playing Spotify. yeah, so that that's something I want to get just get out to anyone who's interested. Um, it's the it's the best easiest best thing you can do right now. Um, you guys have any things? I'm gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the background. Yeah, and I I just love the fact that we're getting so creative in uh, just raising awareness and money and resources. It's not just the typical, you know, sign and donate. It's like, I'm making this for you and you can watch it. And yeah, money's going to a great place. And it's, it's, it's becoming almost like a great place where we can all unite and just, you know, love each other. Uh, But again, uh, thank you guys again for coming on here and talking about the stuff we talked about. Thank you, Raymond. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you, Amy. Um, Please hit us up on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Geek Force Squad or Geek Force. One of those two variations. We're only one. One. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) thanks again, you guys. Stay safe. Love each other and geek on. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Mask on. Keep your actually no mask off. Mask on. Keep your damn mask on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California. <laughs>